Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! I wish Ducky's I revving up. Ducky's He's revving up to start yelling. Oh. He's thinking about it. He's got thoughts and feelings. He went to the vet yesterday. Oh, how'd that go? Yeah. No, it's good. It's just his annual. He needed to get his updated vaccines. He was a good boy. We have yeah. to drug him when we're going to take him for vaccines. So we have to give him trazodone so that he gets sleepy. <laughs> and then we have, and so he has to wear a little inner tube around his neck. It's very visual. He doesn't actually care about the feeling of the shot. Yeah. He doesn't want to see it. Oh, that's fair. I get that. I, I honestly, same. So we have to put a little inner tube on like blinders so that he can't turn around and look. And then we feed him cheese. And so he just licks a whole slice of Kraft American singles out of uh, Kraft singles out of my hand while the doctor goes boop and boop and boop. That's all they got me to take my vaccines to. I get it. Yeah. I can relate. Putting an inner tube around your neck and yeah. eating cheese out of your out of your mom's mouth, or out of your yeah. mom's hand. Oh my god, what are we birds? <laughs> <laughs> like just like a baby oh bird. <laughs> not what I want. I did not hold the cheese in my mouth while Ducky ate it. <laughs> Please don't, don't do that. It's not sanitary. Held it in my, the palm of my hand anyway. Yes. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Feeny call. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, welcome to the Feeny call. It's been, it's been so, I mean, it's only been two weeks since we've aired an episode, but it's been three weeks since we've recorded together. So this is, yeah, it's, it's my been a fault. long time. Yeah. Stop being Mostly. busy. That's okay. Mostly it's about to be fault. my fault. Today we're talking about season seven, episode 12 family trees. And that's where we are. Yay. Yay. It's a drama. It is. It's a very dramatic episode. My fun fact is this is directed by our good friend, uh, Fred Savage. And also, uh, I have a little bit of a continuity error because back in season five episode titled Honesty Night, they talked about Alan's birthday being in June, June 14th. And yet this is Uh our Christmas Christmas. episode, question mark. So don't get that, but. Yeah, you know this show. I, this show is usually so on it with their continuity. I don't know what's going on in this episode. It's very, it's very bizarre, very random, and very unlike the Boy Meets World creators to not be right on top. It's of the interesting. Continuity, so. <laughs> it's interesting that it even like has to also be a Christmas time. Like, why? I'm sure it was releasing around Christmas time, and they needed like sure. a. They just had to throw it in there because we don't have a Christmas episode this season. Right. So I guess they wanted to give us a Christmas-ish episode, an episode that doesn't necessarily have to do with Christmas, but takes place around Christmas. So you can still see the decorations and Sean can get stalked by Santa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, all the, all the things necessary for a Boy Meets World Christmas episode. Yeah, exactly. Some vague decorations and Sean yelling at Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Checks out. All right, you are on the recap. Ha ha. Ha ha. All right. Allow me to start a timer. Here we go. Sean gets a letter that Verna is not his real mom, so he wants to do a mom a DNA test, and he finds out that he doesn't know who his mom is, 
Uh, meanwhile, it's Alan's birthday, and they're all making a big deal about a surprise party. Eric is the decoy in charge of it and makes a dumb plan, and then they all make a big surprise plan. Then Sean shows up drunk to the party, and then he goes to the graveyard and has a moment with a ghost chat, and then he comes home, and he's sorry for ruining the party, uh, and everyone sings. He's, I don't know, whatever. Everyone sings? <laughs> I mean, probably at sing. some point in the night. I don't know. I kind of, I, I felt like I made it and I had two seconds left, so I didn't know what to do, but, um, what's that like finishing with extra time? Well, there's no B plot really. Like it's all kind of tied together, you know? So that's very that's true. Good. true. Makes yeah. it easier. Very dramatic episode. Yeah. I guess Eric and the, the fake party is the B plot, but it's also like immediately tied in. So mm-hmm. it's all, it's all connected. It's all yeah. interlocked. Yeah, drama. This is like a real drama. days of our lives type of episode. Like I know. A, I have like a real a soap problem opera. with Sean. What'd you say? It's like a soap opera, this episode. It is. I have a real problem with Sean just like walking in and making the entire evening about him. But that also feels very true to true to form. Yeah, I don't think anything is out of character in this episode. Tonally, no. it just feels like a soap. It's. I think it's just because we haven't dealt with any Sean drama in a while. The last time we dealt with Sean drama, it wasn't even specifically Sean and like his past. It was Sean and Angela at the beginning of this season. And the last yeah. season is the last time we dealt with any Sean stuff whatsoever. And so it feels uh, not out of place, been, but it's just, it's been a second. We have been extremely Corey, Corey Topanga focused lately. Yeah. So, Which, you know. I feel like that's why this beginning of the season has just been filled with some duds. Cause this whole season is really, is extremely Corey Topanga focused, you know? I know. I don't like it as much. (laughs) I don't care for it as much. I definitely like this episode more than a lot of the episodes that we've seen this season thus far. Yeah. But Corey's still a dick. He is still a dick. Oh my God. Although I'm pretty sure what he says when he's like, I'm I'm sorry. uh, Did anyone I, I don't recall. Did anyone actually ask for your opinion? I'm pretty sure I've heard my brother say that to my mom before <laughs> in that tone of voice. Yeah. <laughs> Very. I guess catty, the good but thing in is a funny that, way. Yeah. The good thing is that he's a dick and everyone hits him for it. Yes, exactly. Everyone gives him a little. A little Everyone's insult, like, shut up. Is, Fuck you. Yep. Totally. Totally. Uh, deserved. What did you learn? Um. That. You're more than your biological family. Your family is what you, you know, is what you make it. You're more than more than your biological family. Yeah. That's true. I feel like we've hit a lot of these. It's been a, a hot second, but that's definitely something that the show really hammers in is you don't have to be blood to be family. It can be a chosen thing and i respect the fact that sean like wants to connect to his blood family i can respect that decision in him i have a little bit of a problem with him and chet's chat in the graveyard because again we've talked about this before i feel like we're making chet into some sort of hero when Mm -hmm. he doesn't really deserve that treatment yeah, I know. Now that he's dead, he, in this episode, really does it where it's like, you did good. And it's like, mm-hmm. but did he? No. I, and think, that's, I don't think he did. 
Well, and I'm kind of like, I, I really liked where we left off when he gets in the truck and his dad is there. They drive away. He goes on his little road trip adventure for like, for his own closure. This feels like we're reopening a wound. And I don't care for it that much just because of the way that Sean kind of idolizes Chet or like tells him that he's proud of him and he's the one that stuck around. And I'm like, no, first of right. all, no, but like, so I, I don't know. I have a little bit of an issue with that. I all, but here's what I will say, because it's kind of open to interpretation. Do you think that actually happened or do you think it was all in Sean's little drunken imagination? Oh, it's all just Sean's. So here's my, my, it's not Chet. It's Sean's, mm-hmm. and that, it's like, it's a, it's Sean's childhood imagined version of Chet. And that's why he's better. Mm, because okay. it's, it's like Sean's idealized version of Chet. It's not actually, okay. that's why it's like incongruous with who Chet was in real life, because it's just Sean's projection of yeah. all the things that he wanted mm-hmm. Chet to be. So that's my take. I would agree with that. The only thing that makes me think that it was more would just be the fact that Sean got an answer about his mom, but he could have also thrown that into the mix himself just for some semblance of closure, I guess. But of all the things he just was like, yeah, my mom was a stripper and left. Yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, that like magical realism quality here where it's like a little bit of both and like mm-hmm. narratively speaking, they are giving us real information. And so like, that's fine. You know, I think from the narrative, it really is real. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't think that the show Boy Meets World believes in ghosts and like <laughs> that that's like the rules of this universe. I think it's just a narrative device for this episode. <laughs> Fair. which is That's why fair. i if i'm going to like play by these rules and look at this and i'm like no 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 this version of chet doesn't stack with the actual lived experience of chet and this is just sean's projection of him which is why when he's like you were good it's like Fuck off. Mm-hmm. yeah that was that was a tough pill to swallow did not care for that but but that was kind of like my top note i was like i don't care i really like some of the scenes in this episode i i mean this just this is one of those episodes that just shows alan as just a superior tv dad in general you know what's what's weird though i actually don't like the last scene where he's yelling at him no i don't like that either you know why i don't like it it has weird it has weird like erotic masochist energy (laughs) i'm just gonna say it we're all thinking. What? No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. What? That it's got this like really weird feeling to it, where he is like shouting at him and Sean. Like it's it's honestly, I kind of put it on Ryder Strong, in that it's like he's like, "How am I doing?" It's like, great, great. You know, like it's got like <laughs> this weird. It's just I don't know. Like it, it just it it oh played weird. I'm just gonna be honest. It like played a little bit. A little erotic. Um, I know that people aren't going to really like that, maybe. That's but so I'm just saying, funny. It's it's this like, it, and then here's the thing: it's it has to do too with the fact that Alan's like playing it 
and then like checking in like how's it going (laughs) i'm just saying i i'm saying if you watch it again and you just like put this lens on for a second it's gonna be impossible for you not not to like see it that way oh my god i will never watch it the same so thank you for that i'm not happy about it either i didn't (laughs) like it either i don't like that that's where i went but it's it just i don't know it like i think it was mostly like sean sitting in the chair going like great yeah doing great (laughs) just coming to terms with the fact that he's into it yeah that's why he can't be adopted he still wants a he still wants a chance with alan yeah so this is kink i'm not here to kink shame i'm just saying it played a little weird for for, for what's supposed to be like a father son moment yeah alan was definitely in the navy i don't know what Corey's on about him being a coast guard alan was yeah, definitely I don't in the know. navy he yeah, had he gave it, him the silver gloves that was yeah. the thing his, his gloves from when he was in the navy yep so i don't know the what the, i think the cook thing is true right that yeah. was always that was always the case that he was yeah. always like a cook but i also agree that there was the silver gloves and the navy bit before mm-hmm. so yeah so i don't know where what Corey is thinking if he's just trying to like egg eric on or something this no is... he was not a navy seal that much yeah yes he was not a navy seal what was i gonna say oh no where is it going come back come back come back i had two things one was how do you feel about santa stalking sean and telling him to go home and i don't remember what kind the other weird. was so we'll start there how'd you feel about santa it was following yeah, i don't know it, it was more of that soap opera energy in this episode like sean very much in the street telling someone off and then boom surprise it's santa claus and santa claus is like go home kid it's cold which like, Sean is not even like if this were in season one or two when he actually looked like a kid, then I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Santa's telling a child that he should probably get back home. It's cold and dark and whatever. But this is a grown man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean a young man, but still a grown man. And he's following him very closely down the street. <laughs> and I was like, I don't yeah. know. It's it's Weird. one of those situations that is would be different if you know Topanga had left or Angela had left. Mm-hmm. And Amal Santa was following her that closely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also really love Trina's performance in this episode. I think she did a good job. The one moment that I kind of got emotional was when Sean leaves and she just like puts her head in her and she's just like. I don't know what to do. Yeah. That she's like kind of having a meltdown, but she's trying to hold it together. She's trying not to make it a bigger thing than it needs to be. But she's like, also, I mean, sure. And I'm probably on the inside, like, fuck, not this again. We were so close. We were so good. Corey's not wrong in saying like, yeah, no, we're all getting along. We're all doing great. Um, well, now you're going to ruin it. So have fun. I think, Obviously, Sean should have opened the letter. He deserved to know. Uh, But it's definitely everything was going great. And I think that was probably really good for Sean and Angela. And then everything, 
is falling apart all of a sudden. And he's so much, he's so unpredictable. He's just a loose cannon that you don't know what he's going to do. And that can be very stressful for a partner. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fucking scary. I can't blame her at all. I mean, she, yeah, I agree. She, she earned her stripes here. Mm-hmm. It's a good episode for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He should have. Yeah. I mean, I understand why Corey was like, didn't want him to open the letter, but on the flip side of that, Sean has every right to open that letter. Mm-hmm. And I think he should have. I agree with the decisions that were made in this episode, except of course his drinking, but that's mm-hmm. checks out. Uh, yeah. I suppose it's interesting to me that this is the thing that we circle back to every time. And I'm not mad about it. I think this is kind of a feels very real that when something wrong happens with his dad or something familial happens that he's just like, now that he's a little more of an adult, he's not going to run away anymore, but he's going to right. metaphorically run away with alcohol. Yeah. 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 So, it tracks. It makes perfect sense. It does. It tracks really I well like his me. impression. I like his Jack impression. Dude. Oh, <laughs> it's really, I think it's really good. Like it's, it's, it's funny. It's also like upsetting, I guess, because, but like rightfully so, but it's like a good impression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I have him so well. I kind of feel bad for Jack in this episode because yeah. it feels like Sean's kind of brushing him off and Jack has done, has done absolutely everything that he can to extend his arms to Sean and try to repair their relationship and be brothers. And it constantly feels like Sean is just like, you're not a parent figure. So it doesn't matter. It's clear that Sean does not have all kinds of familial issues, even though he has two half brothers. It's only a parental thing for him. Right. And a missing sister. And a missing poor Stacy. RIP. RIP Stacy and RIP Nebula. Where are they now? They're in the upside down. It's where the siblings not- go to die. Ah! Wait, are you caught up? Have you do you watch Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm caught up. Okay. Who's your MVP? <laughs> uh it's I mean it's Alan in this episode. This episode's all about Alan, really. I mean it's kind of about Sean, I guess, but like Alan. Sean's not the MVP. No. Yeah, Alan. I think I might give mine to Angela. Well, I kind of thought you might. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling. Yeah. 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 I just think she does a great job in this episode. And we don't really get, I mean, Trina is just kind of like there in the core. And sometimes she'll get some good moments. Sometimes we don't, we hear one line from her. And this is one moment where like, She's not the main focus, but she does a really good job of like supporting Sean as he's going through this and not making it about her. And she just does a really good job of being there for him um, in this. I think she does very well. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Lovely. I'm mad that I didn't think of the last thing that I was going to ask you. I had one more thing and I was just like, oh, what was that? Oh, well. I don't remember. Now we'll never know. I know. Now we'll never know. Sorry, y'all. If I think of it next week, we'll, we can do some house house cleaning, housekeeping. That's what it's called. Huh? Okay. <laughs> well, Alrighty. that's all I have. 
Me too. Great. Good chat. Yeah. Yeah. Find us on things. We're there. All of them. We are there. All Thanks of them. for listening. Yeah. We're in the places that you think to look. And hopefully we will be making our way through the end of this so soon. Um, it's if true. our schedules ever allow it. Now that we're like adults right? with jobs. We started this <laughs> as children. We should just <laughs> we should just take one day we both have off and just get through the rest of the season. All of them. All of them. <laughs> just record like oh 10 episodes back to back to back to back to back and just like call yeah. it a day. By the Quality end, we're like start to get so oh yeah. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> By the end, we're like half asleep into the microphones, and it's just like, I don't fucking care what any of these people yeah. do. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what these people do. Their lives are meaningless. They're all terrible. (laughs) Why are we even watching this fucking show? (laughs) Who the hell cares? It's just (laughs) stupid. It's true. It's true. That would that would be the general vibe by the end of it. So oh yeah. One thousand ten episodes, that'd be a lot. That'd be a lot. To remember and then also to talk about the uh, yeah. That'd be so much too much. Be so much. Cannot do that. Nope. Nope. Don't make us. We won't. We will not. Don't don't make me do it. I won't. Please. All right. right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great rest of your day. Go buy a mug. God damn it. (laughs) That's uh, that's the new tagline. I'm done. I'm not saying it. And go buy a mug. God damn it. I think that's how our episodes are going out from now on. Oh God. They do um they they stole our outro. Have you been listening to Pod Meets World? No. Ugh, they they say pod dismissed at the end. And I'm like, what the fuck, you guys? What the fuck? If you're gonna steal our tagline, at least ask us to be on the show. What the fuck? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, if you're listening, we'd love to be on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in case you're listening, um, please. Thanks for listening, y'all. Have a great rest of your day. As always, class dismissed.